Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM with Mike and Anita. G'day. How How's it going? going? Looking well. Oh, oh, thank you. So are you, even though you've got that uh, really bad short haircut. But we won't go there. Tonight, or t- tonight, sorry, this morning we've got um, well, Adventure Before Dementia, of course, that's us. And we're a camping show for camping enthusiasts, but not just about camping, anything outdoors and anything that just keeps you active and, and gets you in the great outdoors. So anything along the, uh, you can be camping by the river, along the coast, or even discovering unsealed roads and the outback roads. Those lovely national parks, you can always oh. get to them via unsealed roads. Would be nice to be there now, but not in this heat. So, on the show today? Yeah. Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) On the show today, we are going to take a look at the Farina Ruins Restoration Project in the Lake Eyre Basin of Outback South Australia. Yep. What's trending in the world of camping and four-wheel driving? Talking to special guest Matt Wright from Goal Zero about camp lighting and power generation. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be so exciting. And we'll get to see some of the gear that Matt's brought in and we'll we'll also post some of those pictures on our Facebook page so that you can see exactly what he's been talking about on the show. We've got the 2017 4x4 year winner, not here in the studio of course, (laughs) but uh, you never know, Toyota, we are here and much, much more. Excellent. All right. Well, we might kick off the show with... Oh, yes, one of Mike's favourite songs, and he's been so wanting to hear this for so long. So let's not wait any longer. What is it, Mike? Soli Sombra by the Cat Empire. Uh, don't it's you just love like them? It. No, love it, love it. Fantastic. And that was, you, you're better at pronouncing that song than me. Soli Sombra. Fantastic lyrics <laughs> too. What does it mean, though, Mike? That is a question for the next show, I think, Anita. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Well, it is, um, sorry, 8.12 here at 88.9 Hills Radio and you're listening to Adventure Before Dementia with Mike and Anita. And, of course, here in the hills it is, is it really 25 degrees already outside? 21. 21 degrees. Probably going to be a bit warmer than that today, but there is a bit of a cool change coming, I think, and rain because it's raining all over in the west at the moment, so fingers crossed. I wanted to share with you today an exciting opportunity for you to get out back and do some work in the community. There is a project going on (laughs) called the Farina Restoration Project. Heard about that? Yes, I have. I have. And I know of a few people that want to be a part of it. So how does it all work? All right. So Farina is located within the Lake Eyre Basin on the Old Garn Railway. 26 kilometres north of Lyndhurst and 55 kilometres south of Maree along the Udnadatta track in South Australia. The town is no longer inhabited, but a small group of volunteers are restoring parts to reflect its past and ensure that it's retained in the history of Australia's outback. Well, how cool is that? That is great, keeping those things alive so that our kids and our kids' kids can see our past. Now, this all all began way back in 2008. There was a gentleman, the restoration governor by the name of Tom Harding. He was on a caravan tag-along tour. He met the owner of the land, the property land, um, and with the people that they were in this 
group tag along with, they all coughed up their 50 bucks, put it on a plate, <laughs> presented it to him with his first $850, and that was to kickstart this dream of re- restoring this old station. Wow. Warm and fuzzy. That's it. <laughs> so nine years later, the project has made great progress. They've got a great website, which you can see on our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia, 88.9. And, but more volunteers are needed. Yep. So this year, over 150 people have stepped forward to get involved. There's an eight-week restoration work program. The first two weeks are fully booked out from 27th of May to the 23rd of July. It's the eight-week period. And we're inviting you to get involved. So not only will you go out there and help restore this valuable area, you'll get to mix with different people of different age groups and different interests so it's a great networking thing as well and if you can't volunteer you can be kept up to date with progress and register as a friend and get their periodic newsletters so a lot of four drives become a part of that four drive clubs become a part of that too don't they mm. yeah um, there's friends i mean there's friends of friends of gammon rangers and friends of old and Dado and other similar groups now, we would love to see your photos of Farina on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. So, please, if you've got something, pop it on to Adventure Before Dementia, 88.9 on Facebook, and share those with us. Even if you've got other pictures of your four-wheel drive trips or camping, anything anything to do with camping and the great outdoors, post it on our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia, 88.9. That was Xavier Rudd with Follow the Sun. On 88.9 Hills Radio FM with Mike and Anita this morning with Adventure Before Dementia. It's currently 8.21 and... And I've got a bit of information. I don't know if many people will know about West Print Maps, but they are a Victorian company and they put out a ripper of a newsletter every Friday called Friday Five Newsletter. It's a great read. It is a great read. There's jokes. They're, they're dad jokes. They're, but They are bad jokes. <laughs> but it livens up the whole whole uh, reading yeah. part Just of it. Nice so it is. So in this issue, last week's uh, issue, they were talking about the uh, open roads and a bit of uh, uh, information about driving in the desert. Uh, for people who are new to four-wheel driving, it's not just a matter of, yeah, taking a small water bottle and going for a run. <laughs> it's a lot more involved with that because when you're driving in the outback, sometimes the temperatures can be over 40. And, yes, we do uh, have that here in the suburbs. That's just air temperature. Temperature on the ground could be well over 50. Oh, and more, isn't it? It's, you can cook an egg out on the concrete, which is not much out there. But if you do travel, decide to travel... It not very good either. <laughs> it's a bit gritty. Hmm. Uh, you should bring along the appropriate clothing, ensure your vehicle is prepared properly and is equipped for outback travel on any emergencies or delay. You've got to take extra water and the water amount is roughly, is it 10 litres per person per day? It's considerably more than you would normally take. Yeah, and then take more again. Take food and fuel supplies and ensure that you've got good communication equipment, either a HF radio or a satellite phone or even emergency beacon. Hopefully before you'd undertake a trip like this, you would have... You would have um, experimented around areas closer to home, such as yeah. the Little Desert area, Murray Sunset National Park, yeah. maybe up at Peak at the station up there. Yeah, where you can drive around Peak, on. Peak would be good for that, and also ensure that you notify somebody before you leave, such as a family member, or um, if 
you go to a remote area um, let the locals know that you're coming through or passing through so you also need to have safety equipment in case you get bogged in sandy conditions and don't attempt to drive uh, without your hubs engaged too. It's elementary stuff. It all that stuff. But some people don't know. And another really simple thing is tyre pressures. Yep. Worst thing was when we were in, was it Litchfield National Park? There was a guy driving around with a trailer and he didn't let his tyres down. So he kept getting bogged and thinking, why am I getting bogged? Why am I getting bogged? He let out some air and, oh, I can drive through it. It's as simple as that. It's all about the broad... Pre- yeah, it's Range about the of your footprint, plantation, protecting the environment, and courtesy to other people as well, because you're, you know, you're blocking the track oh, when you yes. get stuck. You so. can't drive around. There's no uh, right lane to pass <laughs> oncoming vehicles. But so some of the roads that are closed due to the summer heat is the Simpson Desert K1 Warburton and Walkers Crossing, Padriki and Halligan Bay public access routes are all closed between up until March the 15th. St Mary Peak at Mulligan Falls and Mount Olson Bag walking trails in the Flinders Ranges are also closed until the 28th February. Now there's been some recent rains up there as well and it's not just a little bit of rain that we get here but it's flooding, full on flooding. Uh, The Level Post Bay track in Tallaringa Conservation Park in the Wichara National Park, the Old Stresselessi Old Stradslecki track, they're also closed at the moment because of the rains and it's all quite uh, corrugated and bad driving, stuff like that. I think it is, isn't it? Bad tracks. You just wreck the tracks when you're on it, when it's all boggy. There's also uh, a few things to use caution on. There's the 15-mile track and access to Cooper Creek at the Kalamara Waterhole at Berksgrave, Boar Track North. A few things that are on this weekend or this week. There's the Houghton Fest, which is on in Houghton, funny enough, and that's a good family event. Children Is are... it wine or Houghton? Or... <laughs> no, it's just a family family day, a bit of entertainment and activities throughout the day. There's live music and dancing and the kids' uh, kids stuff to do as well, bouncy castles, pony rides things like that, just to get outside. There's also the South Australian Autumn Garden Festival at the Clare Showgrounds, which is on on the 12th uh, this weekend. And then there's the big show that everyone's looking forward to, the Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Show, which is on from Wednesday the 15th until Sunday the 19th. And that is going to be jam-packed 10 till 5 every day, heaps to see because the show is full we are giving away a couple of tickets to the Let's Go. <laughs> Let's Go Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Show. And all you have to do is... Give us a call here at the station, three or 8391 3885. That's 8391 3885. First caller in will get two tickets to the show this weekend. Fantastic. What's coming up next? I think we should play a song and get into 4x4 of the year. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Remember, Toyota, Toyota, we are here. We are talking about 4x4 of the Year Award, which was recently conducted by the respected 4x4 Australia magazine. 
Now, the contenders for this year's award were the, believe it or not, the Haval 9, H9, and I'll explain this in a moment. So that's China's first contestant in the award, the Holden Colorado Ute, the Holden Trailblazer, which is a wagon based on the on the Colorado uh, platform, the Mitsubishi Pajero Sport Wagon, Mercedes-Benz G300 Ute, Volkswagen Amarok Ute and the Toyota Land Cruiser LC79 Dual Cap. What's your favourite one out of those? Uh, look, probably probably the Amarok. Oh, really? Never really driven one, oh. but this year, I mean, it, it's had the eight-speed auto for a while. They did have that small emissions faux pas a little while ago, but <laughs> hey, you know, these things happen. That happens. <laughs> and the V6 turbo diesel came out this year as well, so I think, Ooh. you know, in terms of... Um, you know, ride, performance and, I don't know, you know, general smoothness, I think that would be hard to beat. Oh, that's pretty good considering you haven't driven that. No, I know. Well, <laughs> we've driven the Land Cruiser before, the LC79. Yeah. Yeah. And, look, it is, a, it is a bit of an old bus. They did re-look re at it this year. I mean, lots, essentially their market is the mining market and the... And the requirement for that market was five-star NCAP. And Toyota went away, did some work, and they achieved that this year. So that was a big plus for them. And then there's a whole lot of uh, other development they've been able to do. So it's got a taller top gear now, um, you know, cruise control across the range, um, airbags everywhere. You know, they really have bought it to the market you know, with all the things that people want. Anyway, look, long story short, the Land Cruiser did win. Um, it, it inched out <laughs> the Amarok by only one point, so it was oh, very close. Who didn't give that extra point? That's it. And you can <laughs> read all about it, read the full story on 4x4 Australia. We've got the link on our Facebook page. So that's uh, Adventure Before Dementia, 88.9. It also helps you out a lot when you want to buy your next four-wheel drive. That's it. Because there's also Ute of the Year coming up, isn't it, as well? Yes. Yes. I wonder what's in contention for that. Well, half of the vehicles in that test were, of course, Utes. The Amarok, yeah. So we thought, rebounding off that, we'd have a little bit of a chat about what makes a good four-wheel drive. So I was thinking along the lines of, well, it's all good and well to have an awesome track or a four-wheel drive, which is great for towing, but it's still got to fulfil duties on your every day. So it's got to, you, it's got to be easily parked in the shopping centre. Yeah. You've got to be able to, you know, take the kids to school in it. And it's, you know... Yep, two-rack tractor. That's it. It's got to be easy to <laughs> punt around. So it can't be too big. Well, you've got to have comfort as well and you've got yep. to have room for everything you've got to think ahead that if you're going to put in a storage system in the back you want to have your room for your kids in the back seat or if you're going to put shelving in the back seat and good seats in the front like what we did we ripped out all the seats and put in two good seats in the front so that we can we didn't enjoy rip the out ride. all the seats because then we wouldn't have had anywhere to sit no. but uh Anyway, <laughs> I know what you mean. So it's it's got to also have a good f- fuel range for long distance touring. Now most people favour diesels for that uh, yeah. criteria because you get better mileage. It's got to be reliable. Essentially, everything, not everything, but most things these days are automatic because automatic is much easier and nicer to drive. One less thing to concentrate. Oh, yes. 
Good clearance for off-road adventures. Uh, you don't want to be banging your diffs and bits of your vehicle over every bump that you traverse. But you still do anyway. <laughs> not, not every bump, hopefully. No. And it's got to be a popular model. You want to be able to customise your vehicle for off-road work. So if you've got a Lada Neva, for example, oh. it might be difficult to find a snorkel and a bull bar and other things. Yep. So sticking with the popular brands, I think, helps there. Yep. <laughs> uh, Good, good power and torque for easy towing. Yes. So, and to sort of sum that up, one mm. vehicle that encompasses all all those things. Oh, here to we me go. Yes. And is a is a long held favourite by the public is the Toyota Prado. Um. It's the right size. It's not a huge four wheel drive. No. It's just nice, amazingly, amazingly capable off road vehicle, and it's got a great. It's got a hundred and fifty litre tank. Have you driven one? I have. And? Yeah, great car. Nice. Very smooth. So are you going to get one? No. Oh. We drive a patrol. There's <laughs> <laughs> some patrol. It's on your wish list, though. If you find that little money, the rainbow, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, maybe. maybe? Just maybe. Oh. And Toyota, we are listening. <laughs> we are here. There's, it's all about comfort and keeping up with technology too, That's isn't it? it? Because... We've had a lot of problems with our patrol. We've now got the old technology in our... We've gone backwards from a little <laughs> three litre to uh, the venerable 4.2 litre turbo diesel. Nothing wrong with going backwards because it's all coming forwards. That's it. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM, Hills Radio, and we're on until nine o'clock. It's currently 24 degrees. No, 21 degrees. I'll get there. 21.8 degrees here in the hills. Hopefully a bit cooler, but we'll have another song. And then we've got Matt Wright from Goal Zero coming up next. That was the Hunters and Collectors, of course, with Throw Your Arms Around Me. Really? Right now? <laughs> no, no. Right. You're on the other side of the desk we're and you stay there. in the there. middle of a show. Yes, we are. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here at Hills Radio, 88.9 FM. And we're joined in the studio this morning with a lovely guest. Matt Wright from Goal Zero. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Goal Zero and AMKE products, which includes climate as well. That's right, yeah. Now, Climate's a, a brand new range of inflatable compact sleeping mats to the market. Quite, mm -hmm. Yeah, quite compact, great for... Yeah, travelling, packing light, and yeah, really exciting products. So we'll kick off by talking about camping lights this morning. Can you tell us, Matt, uh, generally what are some of the advancements in camping lights? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LED, uh, LED, and uh, the Cree LED LED, uh, really high powered, like nice uh, LED coloured lighting it's not too white now it's now mm -hmm. a nice warm light and of course very low power which is great for camping um it's all about keeping yeah the power to a minimum so it can always about the power isn't it that's right always running out and then lose your batteries just when you need to go for a walk off to the uh, toilet <laughs> <laughs> or the tree and so in terms of tips for people who are looking for a good camping light, what would you suggest? Yeah, absolutely. I'd suggest uh, something you know very very compact, but also very bright. I think the lighting now these days would you'd want to have something that has a multiple um, adjustments of brightness, so like a high and a low setting, mm -hmm. and also something you know definitely quite strong, um, it's quite resilient and com um, you know, 
So if it does happen to accidentally get knocked off or hit the ground, you don't want it to break. Oh, um, no, that's the worst thing, isn't no, it? No, not like the old glass lanterns, oh. you know, something like that. It's yep. a bit of a yep. use once per camping trip, but no. <laughs> they, well, that's if it got there in one. <laughs> that's it. No. They were shocking, weren't they? And the that's mantle. Right. The mantle. That's what it was, the yep. mantle, how it just sort of would go oh, and collapse and then that was that's it. Right. <laughs> right at the most inconvenient time, of course. <laughs> Now, when you needed to go to the toilet and find that treat. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now, I see, Matt, that you brought along a couple of lights to show us today. Could you run us through what yeah, you've got there? absolutely, Mike. Now, I've brought in the Light Alive 350. As, uh-huh. um, it's a second generation of what Gold Zero call a Light Alive. And, yep. um, yeah, great. this model is, is fantastic. It, it is very compact and it's really universal um, they've actually and versatile they've they've got an, an outside shade that actually covers the cable oh, and it's like a spindle so the yep. cabling is wound up underneath but it, you actually remove it reverse it and connect it and it becomes the lampshade ah. to really spread the light out and what a good idea that is yeah, so cool that's right I love it love the it the fact that it winds up on yes. it is you know there's no the, extra bits or bulky bits exactly right cable yep. management's really important and yeah one of the other really cool features is the actual lamps connect together so you can chain up to eight lights oh, wow. and have only one cable going back to your car or right? your battery so so you can have like a whole row of lights around your campsite a so little that party it, that's yeah, right, party that's right. without all the spaghetti at your vehicle trying to connect <laughs> these together so that's it's, amazing yeah. that's really cool yeah love it love it so are these products very strong matt like yeah, absolutely. The, the plastics have taken a, a really um, good look at the design of the light. And of course, like we mentioned before, they are um, magnetic. So if they actually accidentally got knocked off and they fell yep. down a couple of metres oh. from your awning or your yep. um, caravan, they're definitely not going to shatter when they hit the ground. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very, very strong plastic. And, and yeah. that one's got two light settings? Correct. Yeah, this one has a high and a low setting. Okay. Yep. yep. And again, um, it's got an adjustable magnetic carabiner or magnets actually on the light itself. So multiple options to oh. hang them up somewhere mm-hmm. or attach yeah. them. Yep. Yep. And you don't have to have a special hook to hang it up exactly on. Exactly right. It's just whatever. <laughs> That's yep. right. Branch, pole, a piece of fabric, your arm. That's it. <laughs> and how That's much so cool. power would they draw? Yeah, these are um, four and a half watt. Yep. On high oh. and um, on high as well, you, depending on what, what battery you power it, but on one of Gold Zero's um, smallest battery packs, on high you get about 50 hours of light, up wow. to 120 yep. on the low setting. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Very thanks, effective. Matt. That's yeah. great. Look, we'll just chat to a break uh, for our sponsors. What about this one? Can we have a quick And chat we'll talk about, about one? that one after okay. we come back. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia with Anita, Mike and Matt from Goal Zero and Climate. We were just talking before the break about the Life Alive 350, great little LED light. And Matt, what else have you got for us there? Yeah, no, today I brought in the little Light Alive Mini USB, which now is that's a... cute. Yeah, like the smaller brother and um, fantastic product. It's actually got... Um, we talked about how strong the plastic was and resilient mm-hmm. with the Light Alive 350. This guy's actually got a little rubber cover, oh. which is the, the lampshade. Oh, great it, idea. Yeah, it's also got the dual light settings, the high and low, which is really mm-hmm. important. And oh, yep. The, the rubber's great because hanging it around the awning in the wind, if it knocks up against the vehicle, yep. no nicks and dents on the paintwork, which, oh, is, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And wow. what would they draw? What sort of... Yeah, this is, a, again, 1.7 watt. Right. Is, yeah. yeah. To, to explain to the viewers, it's probably the size of a small apricot. Yeah, Would absolutely. you say that? Yeah, yeah not, not more than probably five, six centimetres. It's tiny. Yeah. 
Wow, and that throws out quite a good light. Oh, walnut, that's a good one. Throws out quite a bit of light too. Exactly. Yeah, and they're also linkable. So um, they are USB, so you can power them from any USB port or USB battery, but you can link up to four again. So, yeah, fantastic. And four of these around the campsites are a a lot of light. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's fantastic. And especially if you've got a swag too. Yeah. You need a bit of light in a swag. No Uh one's really thought of a swag light. That would be great to... Just plug into um, up there and get a bit of light, see what's going on yeah, in the swing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we've talked about lights. They obviously needed some power to run them off. So what what would you what would you run, run them off? off? Yeah, no, the, the good thing about USB now is is any USB port can can run the mm-hmm. goal zero lighting. Yep. range and uh, Goal Zero themselves actually do a little USB battery. Everything's going USB now, isn't it? Yeah. So much more. Um, what's the word? Yes. Universal. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, so if you if you didn't have a Goal Zero battery and you had a, a laptop or a computer, again something like that, you could definitely yeah. run that as well. But yeah. yeah, the battery packs that we do, they're called the little flips, and they come in a ten. 20 or 30 watt size and yeah. it's great because you know the light's 1.75 watts so you can quickly do the maths and work out how long okay. you're going to have the yep. light for and yep. the f- yeah so that one there you're holding is the 10 the flip 10 and that's probably the size of a couple of fingers isn't it that's it's right yeah very small and compact very light. So how long a pez dispenser exactly. dispense. exactly. <laughs> yeah. remember the old pez dispenser that yeah. could be the next model there you go you just can't get any um sweets out of it not this one <laughs> so that will, that will charge, give your phone a charge? Yeah, it'd give a, a full recharge to like your oh, smartphone, oh. so your, mm-hmm. your Apple or your yep, Samsung. Good. Yeah, half a charge to like an iPad oh, right. or a tablet. Yep. And yep. the big 20, that will probably... Yeah, double, double that. Double so, that. yeah, and the other cool thing is we're talking about the swag lighting. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually, um, mm. it's got a little button on there which oh, tells you how much power remaining, but it also turns oh, yeah. the light on and off so you don't have to oh. reach up and touch the light mm-hmm. shade. You just Yeah, that's annoying. Can you turn out clever. the light? Yeah. <laughs> They're fantastic. And you get them in a range of colours. So right. you can get them to match your phone exactly. or your car. That's it. <laughs> what about something a little bit bigger that maybe has some other adapters? What what, uh, what other products? Yeah, so uh, from here we go up to a range of um, battery packs called the Sherpa, which is okay. a, a yep. lithium compact battery pack. Um, mm-hmm. What that does, it provides USB, but as well as USB, it provides 12-volt power. So same power you get from your vehicle, but you can take it away from you into mm, your wow. tent or hiking, yep. keep your camera batteries charged and run your air compressors, which is my favourite around the campsite. <laughs> I've been camping a few times with friends and family and blowing up air mattresses. And oh, wow. When you show them a little battery air compressor, <laughs> they're, they're wrapped. They're an extra. so jealous and they're, yeah. they're blue in the face <laughs> yeah. after blowing up their air mattress. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and the next model up from that, we go to a Yeti battery pack, which okay. um, includes a 240-volt inverter, so you can okay. run yep. all your equipment, fans through the night and yep. laptops. Yep. And what size do they come in, Matt? Yeah, so um, like the flips, we do the 10, 20, 30. Yep. The Sherpas are 50 and 100 watts. Yep. And then the Yetis are the next size up. They're 150, 400 and a big 1,250-watt box. Oh, gosh, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, it's a power station yeah. away from home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes we need that when we don't have even power at home, maybe. S- so for people who are in the market for a battery yep. pack, what are some of the things that they should look out for? Yeah, I think um, definitely simplicity. Yeah, um, like the Goal Zero, everything's colour-coded, so you're not going to be able to fit oh, the input good. plug to the output plug. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It includes the home AC charger adapter, so you're not 
out of the box having a you know buy a solar panel yeah. um, just connectivity plug and play yeah. you want something really simple you can just unplug and go and you don't have to be making up adapters and leads while you're there at the campsite yeah that's a yeah. great idea and yeah. if people want to know more what's the website they yeah, can go uh, to it's goalzero.com.au cool yep. and also you can find it at the caravan and camping show was that the no <laughs> <laughs> mm. dirt four wheel drive dot com dot au as well that's right. there's some that's... Uh, products there if you and they're local shops so if you do need or are interested in any of these products we're talking about today uh, they have a range up there you can go see at the dirt off road campers which is also our sponsor Fantastic. So what song have you got for us today? Oh, okay. You're going into a song. Yep. We'll go into a bit of... Uh... Should, we, should we say thanks to Matt oh, for coming in this morning? Of course. We'll say thanks. Thank you, Matt. You're, thank you're welcome. Thank thanks you. for having me. Thank you and, for uh... persisting with our-ness. <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. No, no, it's not. Yes, thanks, Matt. And we'll no, be getting Matt in uh, from time to time to speak about the full range of products that he's got, both Climate and Goal Zero, because they're such cool stuff and it's great heavy duty um gear that you can take while it's you're out camping well thought out as well yes all right we'll put go into a bit of uh sarah blasco now and all i want and then we'll be back and that's sarah blasco there finishing off with all i want you're listening to the last little bits of adventure before dementia here on 88.9 fm hills radio the voice of the hills very good so, what are you up to this weekend? <laughs> well, believe it or not, I'm going to be at the Let's Go Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Show. So that sounds it's, interesting. <laughs> what goes on there? Well, there's a, it's a caravan and camping oh, show. That's why they called it the Caravan and Camping that's right. Show. That's at the Adelaide Showgrounds. It's the whole time from Wednesday to Sunday, ten till five. Everything you could possibly want for camping, caravanning and four-wheel driving will be there at the show and Mike and I will be there at the show too. We'll be in the White Marquee, Site M3. Yes, that's right. And it's going to be a real hoot. So See you there. We'll see you there. Thanks very much for listening and thanks to our uh, winner for the tickets. That was Joshua in Mount Barker. We'll get those tickets to you soon. We'll probably also... 